It's the Hats Off Gloves Off podcast. With Mitchell Phillips and Spencer Callender. What's up, party people? It's me in the place to be with Spencer K and Jeremy. That's all. Oh, oh Dr. Dre over here. Yeah, my name is Mitchell, and I'm here to say we're giving hats off and gloves off in a major way. Um, I think people are moving in, so and they're just yelling right outside my window. So, oh, there's a, a riot outside my window. They're uh, they're not pro. It's not for Black Lives Matter, but it's for uh, it's a uh, you know, they don't want free birth control in California, so they're rioting outside my place. Shit. Uh, are you sure it's not someone just playing Three Days Grace? Let's start a riot. Oh, shit, it a is. Riot. Let's start a riot. It is Three Days Grace. I shouldn't have given him so much water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just out there fucking passing out Gatorades to a new metal band because you think they're part of a cause. <laughs> I'm encouraging them, hydrating them. Yeah, the actual band is out there. <laughs> it was weird. I went to the women's march. It turned out it was just Hinder. <laughs> um, so this is hats off, gloves off, gloves off to the good, hats off to the bad, or vice versa. But it usually falls that way. Uh, we, uh, we're all about justice here. So whether people are wrongly accused or rightfully accused, we just want to point it out and make sure uh, society... The, the court of public opinion views them properly. Yeah, and all kind of justice. I mean, we're obviously, we're real social justice warriors, criminal justice warriors, shit, mm-hmm. environmental justice, you know? Oh, yeah, environmental justice. Um, well, I think we've, we've fought for, like, uh, environmental causes, of course, by calling Jeff Bezos a pussy for trying to ruin hockey. Um, we, uh, what else? We're all about uh, liberty and personal sovereignty. If you want to smoke crack... While having sex while speeding in a school zone, go right ahead. Um, that's that's what our what that's that's what our grandparents fought and died for in the great yeah, especially because uh, school's out, baby. School is out. School. That's another thing. Where I was driving through a school zone, and I'm like, there hasn't been school for three months. Can I speed here? Does this still count? Yeah, I live right next to a school, and it's like always says like you can only park like from like. 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. normally, but now <laughs> now that there's no school, it's like yeah, and no street sweeping either. Is so it? Are they? Nice. Well, I I don't know if they reinstated or not. They said it was coming back July 7th, but ever since quarantine, there's been no street sweeping at all. Oh, that's weird. Um, or they do it, but you don't get ticketed. Yeah, I I used to do a joke when I started stand up about how I I speed in school zones because I'd rather get a ticket than look like a pedophile. Because if you're going too slow in a school zone, you're yeah. just like, you're like looking in between cars. Like, what's this guy up to? <laughs> yeah, um, and that's dangerous, too. Especially, like, uh, I don't know, like, being in high school and um, driving with, like, friends' dads and stuff where, like, they're always just checking out the hot chicks at your high school, you know? And you're always yeah. like, God damn it, all are all men perverts like the amount of like almost fender benders i've been in because some like <laughs> some 17 year old chick with giant tits is walking around and your dad almost you know rear ends and they're like oh man these girls don't look 17 all right dad chill i always thought about that too <laughs> in cities how they um that blew my mind how they don't have school buses like people just ride the regular bus to school 
And I was like, that's so weird. Like, there's just like, if you like, if your morning commute just lines up with like school time, you just have to ride the bus with a bunch of shitheads every day. Like our school yeah. bus was havoc, dude. They're like, yeah, exactly. They're screaming and like throwing Gatorade bottles at people's heads and stuff, just terrorizing the bus driver. Um, yeah. I don't think I ever, because you always want to sit in the back of the bus, but I don't. I think like from fourth grade till I stopped riding the bus in high school, like I always got banned from the back of the bus for some reason. Oh, yeah. I would I would just had to sit like within the first two seats behind the bus driver, and I was like, lady, I'm just gonna make your life hell, like. You could ignore yes. 90% of the shit I was doing back there, but up here, someone's got yours. Someone's got to pay for all this pent-up aggression and ADD. I mean, yeah, we used to just do, like, I remember, especially, like, playing sports, we would have to take the bus, and sometimes it would be, like, an hour drive because we'd be playing, like, someone in Corona or Diamond Bar or something, you know? And the shit we would do, we used to, like, we used to just get water bottles, tie it to fishing string, throw it out the back of the bus in the <laughs> freeway, and just, like, watch it bounce around and try to fish fish for cars or we would hold up <laughs> we would always hold up signs that said show us your boobs like if there's a, a girl oh, oh yeah if there's classic. a girl behind us and yeah we would just we'd just throw people shit out of the bus be like oh look look at brian's math textbook guess that's going out the window like yeah such little fuckers um we would flip off everybody just just you just keep it down so you're still below the seats but the, you can still see your hand through the lower window you're like, what are you going to do, yeah, pull over then, a bus? You're a guy. You're just a guy. <laughs> and there would be like, yeah, the girl giving out hand jobs in the back of the bus to anyone who wanted it. It was oh, a fucking wild days, west. Dude. We never did hand jobs like with randos, but it was definitely like, oh, my girlfriend's going to ride the bus home with me. And she had to get like a permission slip, which I just forged. And just like, she's coming to my house. So we're going to sit at the back of the bus together. And let's just, I mean, I'm just assuming, like, I'm doing doggy style and stuff, but at best, I might dip a finger in. Yeah, there's just this one girl, Shannon, who she, everyone, it was funny because they must, like, everyone started taking that bus, even though, like, they didn't live in that neighborhood, you know, because, like, there would be, like, four different buses all going to different neighborhoods, uh-huh. and, like, every, every dude suddenly just started taking the bus that went to this one neighborhood, because <laughs> Shannon would just dish him out to anyone and every, <laughs> everyone who wanted it, and she eventually got caught. But um, but there was a good run. I didn't go. I didn't go for it just because like she was disgusting. Shannon's a real slut name. I found yeah, out in about general, Chlamydia. A chick named Shannon. Yeah, I'd say in general, Shannon is not what I would name my daughter. You know, it's that's also a guy's name. name weirdly enough, I've known yeah. a couple guys named Shannon. They're like, do your parents just hate you? Yeah, um, maybe. We had a chick on my bus. She wasn't dipping out hand jobs, but she would sell candy. This kid, Michaela. She would, um, she, she, you know, typical deal, which we would do in like eighth grade, but she was doing it like junior year where she'd have her mom go by, like go to Costco and get like Skittles and Snickers and then upsell them. Yeah. Those candy kids are smart. They always made bank. But it's like, what do you need that money for? You know? Anything. I don't know. What I'm saying like your mom's already selling you. Your mom's already buying you a 40 pack of Kit Kats. Just fucking just keep that money. <laughs> Yeah, well, we used to do that. Like, um, we would go to like Smart and Final and do the same thing, and we'd go to we'd go to a park and sell it, like set up a table and sell it at the park. And like, my grandma would front us the cash, and then you know we would pay her back, and then okay. we'd keep the profit, that kind of deal. But she would always front us, and then we had to pay her back. And yeah, those are good times. 
Good times, good times. Candy and uh, hand jobs. God bless school buses. Yeah, and youth entrepreneurial skills. Um, all right, so fuck. Should I go? I'm gonna go first. We got um, a hats off going on. Beautiful. Hats off to you, sir. So American hero, stand up legend, stand up ledge, bro. Are are two personal heroes. <laughs> I can't even say that. Um, Bill Cosby might be getting out, dude. I'm just I'm just throwing this prediction in the water right now. You know, just like uh, some power bait. 18 inches up, I got a weight on it, and then two feet above that, I got a little bobber, just hoping something bites. Um, and the power bait being my prediction. So Bill Cosby's lawyers are now citing systemic racism for his. Dude, lawyers. I have this. This is great because this was going to be one of mine. So we can just, <laughs> we can just double down. Yeah, he, systemic racism is the reason he's in prison. <laughs> I have this, dude. <laughs> not sexual assault. Not not putting women to sleep with illegal drugs from the '80s and then just resting your soft penis in their hand. Not uh, having over sixty allegations by. <laughs> By black and white women, mostly white women, but a few black women. So Ooh, yeah, dude. it couldn't be any of that. And it straight could... up dogs. There was like a couple of like that I'd throw it at in that list. But you look at like what was it? I think Time Magazine did the whole write up and they put them all on the cover. And I was like, oh, even in their heyday, these girls were dogs, dude. It couldn't be. It couldn't be the fact that uh, he admitted to giving people. Uh, <laughs> he admitted to roofing girls that were 19 or it couldn't be that uh he has an album called it's true it's true where he talks about how much he loves spanish fly it couldn't be any of that there's um well this started because um i guess the uh the people the prosecutors are trying to un, um like disclose or i guess what's the word um because you you have to whatever do discovery or whatever so like everything's permissible and you have to like introduce it to the system in the proper way you know yeah and so they're trying to bring in this piece from, I think, 2003 was a settlement for sexual assault um, that he just paid out of court for. And his lawyers, <laughs> when um, their response was, uh, Cosby's, Mr. Cosby's celebrity does not change his status as a black man. <laughs> it would be naive to assume that his prosecution was not tainted by the same racial bias that pervades the criminal justice process in both explicit and insidious ways. <laughs> I have all that written down, word for word. <laughs> How crazy is that to be? Well, like, maybe we. Hey, are you're being accused naive. of rape. Should we unveil this this uh, case from 2003 where you settled out of court? Like, should we like maybe get a look at these court transcripts and introduce them to the court? And they're going, you're a fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might be racist, and I think we are being naive because, I mean, um, he, he is a black man. Um, I mean, I think the racist colleges, they stripped him of all his honorary degrees, you know? Not that's racist colleges, um, just colleges. Yeah. No, they're racist, even though they were uh, predominantly black colleges. But still, I mean, they could be racist against themselves. Oh, yeah. Um, which there are racist colleges. I mean, like, I think Harvard last year had an all-black graduation where you're like, that doesn't strike you as weird? Or, like, <laughs> some schools have, like, black-only dorms. It's like, I see where you're coming from. I know this was a good idea, but just think about it for two more seconds. Yeah, I know your heart's in the right place. It's kind of <laughs> like, it's like when, um, 
I put I let's say I do a comedy show, I post the flyer online and a bunch of girls are mad at me because I only have one woman on the show. And then I look on their profile and they're doing a bunch of women only shows, you know? Yeah. Where men aren't safe. allowed. Yeah. Cuz it's a safe space, man. But uh, yeah, and then his what's wild is how his wife is in his fucking corner, man. She has got his back. Well, she, she said on TV, um, what did she fucking say? Me Too ignores the history of particular white women who have accused black males without proof. Sexual, you have accused black males of assault without any proof. I love that we have the f- same quotes for the first time <laughs> in the show's history. Yeah, this episode, has never happened. Episode, what, 92? What? 92? We're eight away, bud. Um, yeah, so she, she's so the next quote from Camille, which was my favorite, was we all know how women can lie. <laughs> True, women be lying, women be shopping, women be lying, women be shopping. You ever notice white people drive like this? Um, let me see, let's do she still has not visited him in prison though, which is why I say she's only half in his corner, but also she's a she's. Like he's been super wealthy for their entire marriage. Like, her, she still has like they haven't taken away his property. It's not like you go to jail and you know what I mean. He's rich enough that he has like an estate and it'll be looked after. And he's got oh, family yeah. that still lives there. They, she's I living remember the seeing... life. She gets to live at home without Cosby, and she's kind of like I think she. They've been married like fifty six years or something. So I think they're at the point. It's like when a, um, it's like I have a relative. They're in their seventies. I know he's gay. He's not. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. in the closet, and he's still married. He's still married to my, you know, my, my great cousin or whatever she is. And it's like we all know he's gay. She got to know he's gay. But they, they're good friends, and they're never getting divorced. You know, that's yeah, just how it I is. Mean, so well, I think then that's how you, Camilla, Camille, right? That's her name, Camilla? Camille. 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 Um. So she's declining to speak to the press directly, but she does just like shout things when they ask her. I don't know how they're getting these comments because every article says she refuses to speak to the press, but then they have quotes from her. I'm like, what is she just yelling from her bedroom window? Yeah, the quote I have, it said she was on TV and said it. Um, ABC TV, I have. But then it's, but in that same article, it says she declined to comment. And I was like, where do these comments come from? But um, yeah, she you know she's got to be living large because I remember when this whole thing went down, they were talking about Bill Cosby's house in uh, I think Beverly Hills or Bel Air, and it it was like some ridiculous square footage where I remember thinking I was like that's like thirty of my last apartment, <laughs> <laughs> and then they also said he had heated leather floors, and I was like I didn't even know that was a thing, and I've got to have it. Leather floors, that's wild. Leather floors and they're heated. That seems sticky. I wouldn't like that. Yeah, but I mean, if you just keep it at, a, I, I would like um, just full temperature control floors. You know what I mean, like hot or cold. You know what I mean. But also, I don't, I doubt, because um, like cold floors would be great, like in the summer. You know what I mean. We're just walking around, get a little bit of that uh, jolt. But then uh, his house is probably never at like a like a poor climate anyway. It's probably just always nice. He's got, he never is worried about like the AC bill. Dude, well, rich people and their floors are weird. I used to work at this like crazy, crazy fancy hotel that was like a replica of like a French chateau. The rooms were, uh, the rooms were between 500 and 3,000 a night. 
Jesus. And Bette Midler stayed there for like two nights and she was cold one night. So she had carpet installed in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. I always thought that was like a trashy person thing. Like that's a crazy baller move though. I mean, like, hey, why don't you put on some slippers and a pair of socks? And she's like, nah, I'll just pay an outrageous amount of money to have carpet put into a hotel room. And do they take it out when she leaves, or they wait for somebody to pay for the removal? <laughs> no, we got way. rid of it. Because, yeah, you don't want – I when I was a kid, I lived in an apartment that had a carpeted bathroom, and it was disgusting. The whole place – the bathroom just smelled like mold all the time. You don't – you know, you don't want carpet in a bathroom, anything with hot water. Well, yeah, also just like I have bathroom rugs and I have to wash them like every two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds foul. The only people I know who had carpet in their bathrooms were poor kids I grew up with. Yeah, kind of like a, a rich man, I just poor associate man thing. That. Um, yeah, that's so weird. Also, just like they couldn't just do a rug maybe. Also, celebrities do that thing where they like stay in a hotel for like a month and a half. Yeah, where it's like, yeah, like Lindsay Lohan still owes – it was like Chateau Marmont, like half a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's ridiculous. But it's like a, a dope, like bungalow with like a courtyard and everything. But it's like, I don't know. Yeah. That's the dream is to drop like 200K for a month, a month's rent just because you can. Well, a lot of like, it makes sense. Like a lot of these people, like, um, like Bruce Willis stays at places like that because his actual like day-to-day home he lives on like a ranch in montana so when he's shooting a movie he'll like come stay at a hotel for two or three months but you know it's like first of all like bro just airbnb or just like get a place here you know what i mean like have a night you can get a great apartment for like three grand a month yeah and just break your lease (laughs) oh yeah or also it's la like this is the city of month-to-month leases this is the goddamn epicenter of month-to-month leases because most people that come out here with a guitar on their back because they were the hottest person in their town, then they get off the bus and realize it's a fucking cesspool of hate and discrimination uh, and exploitation. 4,000 like, other people with the same voice, the same hair. Yeah, exactly. You know you uh, know, it's a cool move. As we were talking about like heated leather floors. Last time I stayed in an Airbnb, this is a cool class move that any of us could do if we wanted. The Airbnb I stayed had a heated towel rack oh that's kind of nice so you just threw the towel on turned on the switch and then when you got out you had a nice hot towel you know like I, the feeling you know when you put your clothes on right out of the dryer on a cold day speak you know? of the devil dude i um one of my apartments the washer and dryer were in the bathroom oh so when i when i was getting in the shower i just run a spin cycle on that bitch that's the dream dude that's uh yeah. my goal one of my life goals is to i want to be able to have a washer and dryer in my closet so I won't have a dirty clothes hamper. Like the moment I take my clothes off, they just go into the washer until that's it's full balling. and then I turn it on. But that's that's like one of my light bulbs. That's, yeah, that's in, that's a great idea. I might add one that of to the, my list. One of the few, because the idea of just having no laundry hamper is incredible. But also there's no lugging, you know what I mean? Like I have like a, a sick situation where right across the courtyard, I'm the I'm literally the closest to the laundry room out of all the units, which is fantastic. But I still got to like get my hamper, you know, bring it out, sort clothes, and then trek it over there, which is yeah, that's and- still too far. If it's if it was self-contained in my bedroom, like even if I did have like a dirty clothes pile or a hamper, it's like I got to literally take it out of the basket and set it there. That would be fucking. <laughs> 
That's insane. I never. I can't believe I've never thought of that. Yeah, we just got to put our nose to the grindstone, make it happen, baby. Um, yeah. Back, back I, I, I got Cos- a couple other things on my list before that, though. Back to Cosby. I've got a. This is my favorite quote of the article. This is from his lawyer, and his lawyer said, "Me too." Is the Me Too movement is fading, and Cosby might avoid mob justice. Mob justice and the standards of a hashtag movement. I like hashtag movement. That's powerful because it really it really diminishes the movement by just calling it a hashtag. Um, well, yeah, that's the whole thing. Is like this guy's. This is my point with all these stupid movements. Is it's always like well intentioned and it starts good, but then it gets co opted. You know what I mean? Where, uh, like, even, like, the George Floyd thing where you're, like, everybody was, like, fine. You know, every not a single person I know. I didn't even see online of anybody that didn't think that that guy got fucking murdered. And everybody was against it. But then, it was like, it was, like, like two days later, it was, like, you're the enemy. It's, like, wait, wait, wait how did this happen? You know, it's, like, oh, because this you guys moved the flagpoles on us. And now it's, like, it's not even about that anymore. It's about fucking, I don't know, dissolving police departments. You're, like... I don't know. I just don't like that. It's it's brilliant. That's why it's a hats off because it's brilliant that you're. I mean, as a lawyer, you're doing your job. You know what I, I mean? I know. I also had it as a hats off. Because it's like, yeah, I disagree with this morally, but as a lawyer, you're pulling out all the stops, and that's a great angle. If you're going to get away with this, this is the time right now to say this shit. Yeah, and calling it a hashtag movement just kind of yeah makes everyone be like. Oh, that do- it doesn't seem as cool. It's like when you uh, it's like when someone talks to you about doing comedy and they say like, "Hey, uh, did you do one of your skits?" And it makes it mm-hmm. just makes your stomach sink. Where you're like, "It's called a bit, goddamn it!" It's called a uh, there's a there's jokes, there's chunks, and then there's bits. <laughs> and my dad still calls them sketches. Yeah, there are <laughs> there are, exactly sketches or skits, and you're like, that doesn't exist. <laughs> This isn't Saturday Night Live. Not only do I not do that, I don't affiliate with people who do sketches. <laughs> um, so that's it. I think that's about it. There was also a lot where Cosby was doubling down. He was using like Tenahasi quotes. Tena- <laughs> what uh, quotes? Tenahasi quotes, but I said Tenahasi quotes. Oh, okay. Because they quoted Tenahasi quotes. But, um, gotcha. Talking about how this is all about like the the destruction of the black family and <laughs> you know just still sidetracking not making any like real sense they're just like and then this this also reminded me um turn my conspiracy cap on was the um people were saying when this first happened because we we know this at this point and i don't know if you guys have been following there's some shady shit going down they arrested Gillian maxwell there's um the whole wayfair scandal did you see that spencer just a little bit. There's some sort, yeah, like, no. People I were guess, saying it was like just cabinets, but now people have like been on that website and they're like just go to literally stuff to child slave camps or something. Well, so Wayfair is like people have uncovered now, they're like affiliated with uh, the Clinton Foundation. And, Something's uh, going on. Must be uh-oh. a conspiracy. <laughs> but, uh, conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy. So people basically found like there was like these Home Depot like garage cabinets, like HDX cabinets, and they're like three hundred dollars or something like that. 
but some of them were like twelve to fifteen thousand dollars. And they're like, what's the deal with that? And then now, you know, fast forward, people, you go to literally any category in Wayfair and then sort price highest to lowest, and you'll find items on there for ten to twenty, ten, fifty thousand dollars. But they're, um, you'll find the exact same item for sale for a reasonable price. So like. Uh, pillows, uh, outdoor sconces, like solar patio lights, um, artwork, like kids' artwork for bedrooms and nurseries. You can find it for like 40 to 50 bucks, but then there's also the same thing for sale for like $20,000. <laughs> and then all the stuff that's, uh, that's uh, sold at like such a crazy up mark is all these items are named after missing children. <laughs> so doesn't look good and it's not like oh james or like uh ikea names you know it's like uh aisha tomlson and then you're like you're like i why would they name a, a dresser aisha tomlson and then you just google missing aisha tomlson it's like oh look she disappeared from st louis three weeks ago <laughs> um huh so so they might be uh selling people my whole point is these things are insidious you got the whole me too movement as we're talking about which is not just a hashtag but we know these things are institutional. They're, uh, they go to the highest levels. And Cosby, although I do believe he was doing it, I th there's, it's perfectly reasonable to think that he's just being dragged because he was trying to buy NBC. That was the rumor. Is he stopped playing by the rules. You know, you stop towing. You can break certain barriers, but you stop towing a certain line, then you get thrown under the bus. That's the whole reason for these blackmail schemes in the first place is to keep you in control, especially if you're like an A-lister. All right. Well, we're going to have to, there will be Wayfair updates. I saw articles. I just didn't, uh, I didn't really have a chance to read what was going on. All I saw was like Wayfair denies any conspiracy or something like that. Well, that was it. it was, that's the funny part is everybody's like, no, see, it was debunked. And then you look, the only thing I could find that debunked it was Wayfair's statement. It says, we're not involved in child trafficking. It's like, what? <laughs> They're also heavily involved in like Boys and Girls Clubs of America and um, uh, like several youth organizations, but they also furnished all the immigrant camps at the border. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing I did read is that they they were supplying uh, ping pong tables to the to the to the cells for the children. Which is I don't know. There's definitely something to it. So I don't know. We're just gonna have to wait and see. But I'm gonna need a little more than the company that's being accused of pedophilia to be like. Come on. <laughs> um, shoot. Uh, that was mine, I guess. What do you got? I got a gloves off for everybody. <gasps> oh, no. This is a gloves off to, a, I guess, crossing the line, going too far in the comedy world for my, for my liking. What do you um, got? Well, like, I don't know. I do bits skits sketches whatever you want to call it what have you um, and especially when it's like uh you're doing one that like is a real life one like something that happened to you and you might you might exaggerate a little bit i know i certainly do where there are situations where um i'll be in and for the bit i say that i was the one who did it but in reality i just witnessed it or something like that you yeah. know little little things like that you gotta showmanship you gotta make you gotta make the joke work but I did a show a couple days ago and the comic was doing this bit about like his girlfriend when he was in high school and how he, uh, 
the joke was like it was about how he like liked dinosaurs so his girlfriend he got his girlfriend had scoliosis and he liked it because it made her look like a dinosaur kind of <laughs> and i was like all right that's interesting that's a kind of that's a funny little fetish you know and yeah. then i was talking to him afterwards and he said that uh he said that the girlfriend didn't exist. He never dated a girl like that. And uh, I just thought that he went too far. That was fucked up. I mean, he you just make up a girlfriend for a bit? That's too much. Um, yeah, I don't... I mean, I'm personally against it, but I don't hold that against. Like, if you come up with a concept... Because that's funny. I like that. Whereas <laughs> he's like dinosaur so much, he dated a girl who looked like a dinosaur. But... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ne- technically against it. I just try to stay, because even that sounds like something that somebody else could have wrote. Anybody could have wrote that. You know what I mean? So you, I always stay like closer to home, or like at least close enough to my true life, so that I know it's not a hack premise. You know? Yeah, and people do. You can, but you can kind of sense. Like, I feel like when you are making shit up like that, it hurts a bit. Like, I don't know. I'll always see dudes will like do a joke. Like, yeah, so. uh you know, I was I was walking behind this girl, and uh, late at night, and she, you know, she kept looking back, and she thought I was gonna like rape her or something. And then the punchline will be like, and then I raped her, and it's like, well, <laughs> one, it, it's not funny because no, you didn't, you know. And if you actually did, you wouldn't be telling this bit. And I don't know, like people will also like, you're you're stealing Cosby's joke. Yeah, you're <laughs> stealing his fucking lifestyle. But people will, you can kind of like sense. Once the story quits being true, oh, and I yeah. think it, I think it hurts the I don't know I think it hurts the overall joke. Like I'm definitely you gotta exaggerate. I have plenty of jokes where they're real life stories, and I tweak just a little bit, you know. Yeah, or you can also see like as somebody's performing, you can see when it's real and they're like excited about it, and you can you can see just like in their body language and like their tone and their pace when they start going out on a limb, like they know that people believe them less. Yeah, and it's just the idea of just I don't know. I never, I it's never even crossed my mind to completely make up a person. Yeah, I'll, I'll mainly story. just be like like hyperbolic. Fictional. You know what I mean? Like if it's like oh, and there was like two squad cars show up, I'll say six squad cars. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that, just to stretch it, heighten the stakes maybe. Never, but never like the cops didn't show up, and I say they did show up. Yeah, there were no cops at all. But also, there's there's many more things to be... Like, what I've learned in stand-up is I hate other people a lot more than those people, so I'm just going <laughs> to pick my battles. Yeah, there, there's worse in the pile. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we know one guy who literally just got accused of reading street jokes. Like, he just Googled jokes and then would tell him on stage. And we were just like, are you kidding me? Um, and then he would come back and then just do that, like, which I don't even mind if that's your first couple times just to get, like, the courage to get on stage, which also I disagree, because if you have to do that, then you're, you know what I mean? You're setting a bad precedent. It's like if you, uh, show up, if you show up to work drunk <laughs> on your first day of work, you're setting a bad precedent. Well, not only that, but just, like, also just... If you want to be a comic and your first instinct is to just look up jokes, then you probably shouldn't be a comic. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's worked out. It's worked for some, but um, 
Like, yeah, but that's I, also the same as like people are like, oh, Anthony Jeselnik took a comedy class, but I'm like, that doesn't excuse you being a garbage person taking a comedy class. Yeah, well, yeah, there's the one example. You know? I hear that all the time. People will say, um, Anthony Jeselnik or like Christina Pajitsky. Like they, I'm like, you, all right, you're already stepping down in quality of comedy, <laughs> and you're only, you only have two examples. Like name name literally one more. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just think a lot of people shouldn't be doing comedy to begin with. So, yeah, that's true. I mean, this. Yeah, I don't know if COVID how much it's really going to weed people out or not. But I have seen people like I saw one comic post like, and she was she she was being sincere. She said like, she was considering having a kid right now just because it's like she's dedicated a bunch of years to comedy and now comedy is over. She's like, maybe I should just have a kid. Yeah, do it. Have an actual, meaningful, fulfilling life. I mean, also, just the person who thought they'd make it in comedy shouldn't have a child. But also, like, no, you're on the right track. Like, this is this is an empty lifestyle. Like, if if you don't need to get on stage, you know what I mean? If you can, if you're having that thought of like, I should just quit and have a kid, it's like do it while that's still an option. Well, yeah, and also look at the people who do have kids who are still doing comedy. I remember uh, a comic in our scene just had a daughter. This this baby's like less than a week old, and he literally goes to a shitty open mic with the daughter. You know, like is holding her, holding her while he's on stage. Or um, there's another comic I remember. She used to Jesus. come to Marty's a lot, and she had like a four year old, and she has the four year old like sitting in the audience playing with her iPad. While she's on stage talking about how she got herpes and she's a big <laughs> slut, and it's like, oh my god, this poor kid has, has to oh, like, fuck. first of all, live in LA with you, have roommates, move around, move from Hollywood to the Valley, back to Hollywood, just to get those poor kids of, and then to find out their mother has herpes. Those are also the people that turn into like awful stage moms. You know what I mean? Where like their dreams yeah, didn't work didn't out, so they have a it. cute kid. So they, they're, but they're like, but I know how that how it works. So I'm just gonna essentially exploit my child for the, what I was looking for, the validation I needed. Somebody's gonna make it in this business. Somebody. And once again, I'm, this doesn't apply to like established comics who start to have kids. You know what I mean? If you make it, you know, under a certain age, you know, make it in quotes. But uh, like go go for it. Or if you're like even like not even like uh by any you know by any metrics, are comfortable. You know what I mean? Even if you're a road guy, but you've never done TV or whatever, as long as you can, like, emotionally and financially support somebody. But I know, like, open micers who have three kids, and you're like, go home, man. Like, like go fishing with your son. Like, Yeah, go you know? back to Cincinnati. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, that, that is a weird one for sure. Especially when, like, there's so many comics that I've known them for a couple years, and then I find out they have a kid, and it's like, yeah, oh shit, man! I watch you just, I watch you just drink vodka all day every time I see you, and <laughs> I've had many conversations with you, and your kids have never come up, never, 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 because it's uh, they're they're like, you know, maybe every now and then they'll make a post about it or something, but overall they know what they're doing and they're embarrassed about it. Yeah, well, they'll like post on their on their kid's birthday, like I want to tell you the the greatest gift anyone's ever given me, blah blah blah. It's like you would rather be in the basement of a shitty hotel <laughs> talking about talking about eating ass for seven minutes. You would rather do that. 
And it's not, and it's also, it's usually the people that aren't even like, because there's also, there's outliers too. I'm sure there's somebody out there we don't know who has a kid and they're crushing it and they're actually working hard and they're writing every day. And it's hard. They're doing, putting in like single mother hours. But for the most part, it's the people who just like, you know, they, they, they're itching to get on stage that day, even though they haven't written anything in two weeks. Where you're like, like there's, there's priorities here, man. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that's all I got. I just, yeah, kids in show business, gloves off to that. I don't think that, kids in a amateur show business, how about that? Yeah, for sure, dude. Well, even in professional show business, I was watching Ray Donovan, and they had, like, an infant in the show, and uh, I just kept going, like, like, who just let, who just gave their fucking infant to these people? Like, the baby's clearly, like, you know, less than six months old, and you just let a bunch of strangers hold it for, like, hours, so like it can get baptized on showtime like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah and then they have to be twins or like when it's like a four-year-old i was watching like i was watching the movie pet cemetery and it's like there's a three-year-old kid who has to like literally murder people and is is a zombie and this actual kid had to act and he's a big chunk of the movie you know he had to like watch his sister get hit by a semi truck then get brought to life and slice mm-hmm. up his parents that's um i thought about that in dexter because like the whole every time they flash back to when he was a kid he became a serial killer because he was like imprinted at a young age but the guy who raised him was a detective who found him in like a storage container where like his mother had been killed and he was like covered in blood and like saw the murder and everything at like four years old but uh I was just like, I was like, in real life, you had to get a four-year-old and just like put him in a storage container and cover him <laughs> in blood. And I know it's corn syrup, but Jesus Christ, guys, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's like if there's a movie where uh, an actor like gets shipwrecked and he's uh, in the middle of an ocean, it's like, yeah, I know it's really a soundstage, but he's still in really cold water for ten hours a day filming this scene. Yeah. Like, uh. But with children, it's just, like, especially heinous. Like, there's got to be a good reason. Especially, like, you're saying, like, like a scary movie where a kid murders. It's, like, you have to have, like, a very, like, uh, levity-filled set. You know what I mean? The second you yell cut, you've got to be like, ah, that was great. And, like, be very enthusiastic in this. You can't run, like, a dark, like, a like a gloomy set while you're doing one of those movies. You're just going to turn this kid into an actual murderer. Yeah, I, want, I should do – I just wonder what the difference is because it's, like – um like Corey Feldman was a child star. He's gone. Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks is like a tweaker, you know, and he was a child star. But like, what what's the difference? What happened to Leonardo DiCaprio or Josh Brolin, you know, or, you know, the I people think it, who seem well, okay well, now and have parlayed it into a successful career? Um, Brolin, his dad was a star. So there was, I think, I don't think it was much of that. It was more of just like, it was much easier opportunities for him. DiCaprio, I think, is an outlier because his parents were just good but like 99 percent of the accounts you hear are like you know the two Corys or um uh macaulay culkin his parents were shitty and like stole his money or, yeah they're either oh, getting molested or their money's getting stolen a honey boy did you see that with shia labeouf i watched i turned it off i didn't like it but i saw like i saw the first half it looked i liked it but the point is is like that's the person who all, that's all these stage parents is like they live in a shitty motel up in like pacoima and then they just uh you know uh, mentally and verbally abuse their kids even though their kids are bringing in the entire income for the family 
Yeah, it's like they're pushing their kid to succeed, yet they resent them at the same time. Yeah. It's a weird, yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. That's So that's just my two cents. Every time I see a, somebody under 10 years old in a movie, I'm like, uh, what's the story here? Whose fucking shitty parent let this happen? And then, well, I know who's shitty parent, but... Uh, and then when you see, like, a 12-year-old who's great at acting, you're like, oh, they're awful, too. Like, I don't... <laughs> I don't know. I don't particularly like them at all either. They're probably yeah. fucking, and they're just gonna. And if you're also, if you're a great actor or like, I'm sure there's outliers, but most people who were like got stardom in their like early teens, they're not gonna be a well-adjusted twenty-year-olds. Like even if you have great parents and like good resources and this and that, you're gonna have like a broken idea of how society works. Like just thinking about like where I was mentally at that point in my life is like. If I had any type of, like, reasonable attention, I would have been a fucking crazy person. Yeah, it's the same with, like, athletes, too. It's, like, the idea of, like, you know, you oh, give yeah. an 18-year-old $20 million who uh, was, you know, who's used to being on food stamps, some shit's going to get wild. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's move on to the next one. I got – should I go hats? Or, I got two gloves off. Let's do this. Uh, gloves off. So this would have been a hats off until the Omni Shyamalan twist at the end. This guy got me. He pulled a, he put a little lemon lime twist in my Coca Cola of this story. He, uh, uh, this man, I forget where, somewhere in the Midwest, I believe, or maybe New Jersey. He, um, and you might have seen this. It's making the rounds. Uh, he beat his 92 year old father to death because he thought he was a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> it's spooky. So he I mean, has, like, was he was he surprised how easily he went down? Like for a vampire, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was... just took one punch and he was out. Well, the guy's got psychological issues, but even if you're like a schizophrenic, you got at least like put two and two together. Like he's your he's your father, and like if he's ninety two, I'm assuming you're in your sixties at least. You know, late fifties, I hope. You know, unless you're one of these weird situations. I did grow up with a kid who, like, when we were in high school, his dad was 76. We were like, whoa. His mom was, like, 32. Uh, yeah, do you know what time it was? it a daytime or nighttime? At oh, that's a, that's a great point. That's another thing. Is like, haven't you been outside with him in the daytime? Like, so anyway, the point is, like, you've gone your whole life, and your dad is aging at the same rate as you. So there's, as your, does your dad like Italian food? You know, does he ingest garlic? You know, was your dad baptized? There's so many things that would have proven he wasn't a vampire. Um, but regardless... Oh, uh, yeah. He, shocking this guy isn't using logic to find out if his dad's <laughs> a vampire or not. <laughs> Lo and behold. He, uh, so the police um, didn't know until like three days later they arrived to an arson call. Um, because his, while performing a ritual on his dad... Uh, his dad's corpse apparently um, a bunch of candles he's using for the ritual burned all the way to the ground and then set the house on fire <laughs> so this guy not only got they're like all right you you beat your 92 year old father to death but also arson like let's just throw that on top it's like guys let's there's no need to toss that on top like this guy's probably old as shit let's just throw him in jail like i don't know what arson is gonna do let's just deal with the matter at hand um so he claims his 
he thought his dad was a vampire. But now, now I'm finding out this happened in December of 2018, and this is just now coming. You know, trials take a long time. Uh, and he's this has been his case the whole time. But now they've recently arrived at this is why it's a gloves off, not a hats off. It turns out his dad was just hiding his phone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So once again, hats off to great lawyers for coming hats up with this you, topic. Of his what? dad was probably, if his dad's in his 90s, he probably thought, the dad was probably senile and thought the cell phone was like witchcraft or something. You know, like. Who knows, yeah. This thing does, this thing has, you know, you can look at porn on it and play Pokemon. What is this devil item? You can just imagine like in, like, in the, like a closed door meeting with his lawyers though, just being like. All right, well, you did go away, you know, when you were like 19, you did have a little uh, episode episode, and you had to, you know, go away for the weekend or a couple weeks or something, some type of mental health facility. So now that you've killed your 92-year-old father, let's just claim some crazy shit. Uh, werewolf? No, less believable. You have to see him transform. Witch? More of a female thing. What if your dad was a vampire? And that's why you thought... Um, but yeah, also he, he beat him to death. There's no wooden stakes. There was no crossbows. There was no holy water. He yeah, just... you you can't beat a vampire to death, right? You have to stab him with a stick. Well, if you're gonna beat a vampire to death, I have to assume you're also a vampire because if I've learned anything, they have a measurable strength. It's one of their qualities. Um, so I I don't think it's impossible. You know, Van Helsing has you know you know <laughs> thrown some elbows at a couple fucking Draculas in his day, but. I don't think you're going to win a 12-round fight with a vamp. Yeah, because vampires, they can fly, right? It depends. You know, um, some say they can. Some say um, they have to turn into bats to fly. Also, did you ever see your dad turn into a bat? Yeah, oh, that's a great way to, you know, you're getting your ass kicked. Boom, turn into a bat, fly away. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but also, a lot of people... Um, think i got turned on to this by glenn danzig himself um uh vampires some people believe they can turn into any animal and then some people believe they have a specific animal so some it depends on what your animal is so you can turn into a bat some people can turn into a dog some people can turn into fucking dolphin i don't know but you have a specific one animal you can turn into like animorphs oh that's cool and like yeah, the animal kind of matches your personality yeah, I assume so. I don't know. I've I gotta read. I gotta go back to that Glenn Danzig <laughs> a house tour and zoom in on the book he was reading. But it seemed very interesting. Um, yeah, but that's about it. This guy beat his dad to death over hiding his phone, which is like something a sixteen-year-old does to his like thirty-year-old dad. But uh, yeah, people are just on edge. Like I, this isn't like a hats off. Well, I didn't do this for a story, but I just read an article that like, uh a dude at McDonald's was told he needed to put a mask on. And so his response was he punched the, the worker in the face and choked him out. And it's like, <laughs> okay, you're anti-mask, but, uh, but you're very pro-violence. I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it's a, I don't know. That's a big thing, which is funny. It's like the same thing as like, people are just inconsistent in general, which I think is causing a lot of shit. Like, like people who are, uh, pro-abortion or anti or also pro-mask where you're like or like a better example is like drugs you know what I mean where it's it doesn't matter the device 
you know what I mean, or the vehicle for the oppression. It's about personal sovereignty. You know what I mean? People who are like for abortion but against drugs, you're like, that doesn't make any sense, like philosophically. This doesn't, you know what I mean? If your body's your body, then it's your body. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, so people getting violent over the mask thing, and I've seen that a dozen times recently, where it's just like, it, it doesn't weigh out. You know what I mean? If you pan it out, especially when you're a person in your 40s, it's like you haven't come to these decisions in your life that these two things are opposed to each other, like morally. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, yeah, people are just on edge. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, yeah. I mean, people are on edge for sure. Domestic violence is way up. Stuff like that. People being violence stuck at home. General. Yeah, violence uh, in general. Uh, kids are getting abused at like crazy rates. Bad uh, time, uh, bad time. Like if you have, like, let's say you're you're in an unhappy marriage, yet you have like a guma on the side. You know, you got a lady on the side. It's like, well, sucks for you. You don't get to see that person for six months. Yeah, well, for me, it's like, I mean, I'm a faithful fella, so I just go grocery shopping like every three weeks. But if I had a side chick, I'd just get like a third of my groceries every week just so <laughs> I can like, disappear for two hours. Babe, this line is so long. I'm sorry. Oh, we're out of milk again. You're always just constantly getting like the smallest milk you can. So you always have to go out for milk. Uh, I got a gloves off for, for, for the people. Gloves off. For the people. Thank gloves off to the whole state of Florida. Oh, Florida, you're killing it. Well, one, it's like Florida has kind of been anti this pandemic the whole time. We saw like the the video of beaches on spring break and how, you know, people don't want to wear a fucking mask. Florida is basically a third world country as far as I'm concerned. Um, (laughs) Their cases are rising faster than any other state. And they're trying to like, you know, kind of tamp it down, the health officials. But they're just getting resistance from everyone. For one thing, Disney World is reopened, which seems like. You know that is a place where that shit is gonna fucking spread. You're you're going on rides where thousands of other people just had their fat ass there. You know, with their hands on the railing. When they were talking about like sanitizing the rides in between people, where you're like, this line was already four hours. Now you got to clean it every time. And I mean, something's fundamentally wrong with someone who like that's why they're upset about the pandemic. Like, oh great, I can finally go to fucking Disney World. Give me a fucking break. The governor is saying that. His logic is he wants schools to reopen, and he's saying, well, if Walmart can be open, then schools should be open too, which is uh, – there's a big, big difference there, big difference. Yeah, which I don't agree with that whole thing. I, I mean, the fact that, like, I don't know, Walmart was allowed to be open, but, like, if your mom-and-pop restaurant stayed open, you they would sh- – like, the city would shut off your water and electricity. Yeah. Where it's like, no, you, it's it should – like, we live in a free country, like – Everybody knows what's going on, so you should be able to make that choice on your own. It, you shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't be a criminal offense, you know, to to try and you know keep your business open. Especially like, imagine working for like three years and like you finally opened your business in January, <laughs> and then you just got fucking sucker punched by this disease. Which I don't like the closure, but I would have been inside this whole time regardless. You know what I mean? Just because I'm playing it safe. I'm just an t- intelligent person. You yeah, know what I, think I mean? Since, Disney, since Florida's so fucking wild, I think they should 
figure out a way to block all the exits as far as leaving the state, make sure everyone stays in Florida, open everything up and let the chips fall where they may. You know, if you want to go to the casino, go to the casino. If you're going to well, hang out. There's a case to be made for just opening up because like, and I know people hate it because it's just, it proves them wrong. Like people are like, oh, you can't use Sweden as an example, but it, like, why not? Their whole thing was they're like, we're not going to shut down the economy for this. So let's like, yeah, a lot of people are going to get sick. They did, they did like put out like serious mandates for like, you know, nursing homes, uh, schools, things like that, but they didn't shut everything down. And then everybody's like, just wait and see, just wait and see. Now it's been, it's been almost four months and nothing is, they've got the same death rate as everybody else, except they didn't destroy their economy for it. So there's something to be said for Florida. I was also saying this earlier, which is funny because of course Florida's spiking now, but if you look at it, so let me see. Uh, in New York City, or the state of New York, rather, there's 406,000 confirmed cases and 32,000 deaths. The state of Florida, however, there's 255,000 cases, so over 100,000 less cases, and 4,100 deaths. So even... Even if they were at the same confirmed cases rate, they're still at like an eighth of the deaths, which is crazy. Yeah, so I think that there's something in the water. I, I mean, I think, you know, being on basalt and meth um, kind of slows the disease process to a halt. Well, that was my next point is like, even in like New York, people are like generally like healthier and, um, you know, they walk everywhere. They have crazy immune systems because if they have that city immunity, just cause they're just shit and rats and, you know, people touching everything constantly. Um, but Florida, it should be a different thing because they're like, you know, everybody just works at like pill farms and they all look like riffraff from fucking spring breakers. They all like, you know what I mean? They're out on boats and shit. And I guess like the heat is good for it, but that doesn't explain Florida, Texas, and Arizona being like hotbeds. But I just don't get why like uh, Florida is getting all this heat necessarily, proverbial heat. I think people are just, the journalists are used to writing about Florida, you know, because it's such a, so much weird shit happens. What got me started on this was like, um, this was a COVID case where this, the seventeen-year-old died. Um, <laughs> the seventeen-year-old died because her parents. This girl, like, this girl's one of those. She's immunocompromised from the beginning. She had like cancer at the age of two. She has an autoimmune, autoimmune disorder. Her mom sent her to a church function with no mask, no social distancing, with over a hundred people, and her mom's a fucking nurse. And she still sent her there and her daughter died. And that's what set it off because is that I wonder what the mom's logic. It's like I figured since she's a nurse, she would be a little more careful about it. But maybe, uh, you know, she put it in God's hands. No, exactly. That's another thing I've seen that's been driving me crazy is like this entire time for the past like three, four months. I'll see people like walking around my neighborhood and it's like a couple and they're both wearing masks. And then they'll have like their kids with them that aren't wearing masks. Yeah, that's like, weird. Like you, like literally, ninety nine percent of the time, if you see like adults walking with their kids, the adults have masks and the kids don't. I'm like, what the fuck is? Do you literally like? Are you do? You, do you care more about yourself? Do you think your kid can't get it? Like, what's happening here? Where's the, the dissonance? Where's the separation and thought that's happening? 
it just makes no sense to me. Yeah, maybe they just have bastard kids and the kids won't won't leave it on. Well, that's another thing also. Like if you're like if you're just I get you were like, oh, fucking freedom. I want to get a fucking haircut, dude. But then also it's like, just play it safe and put a mask on your kid. You go ahead and do whatever the fuck you want to do, but put a mask on your kid. Because they can't, I mean, you're going to make them pay for something they don't have, like, the cerebral ability to understand. You know what I mean? Like, he's three. Just put a mask on him. Be a, be a fucking parent. Yeah, duct tape it to his head and say you'll understand when you're older. Yeah, exactly. Um, but don't duct tape his mouth and nose unless you work for Wayfair. <laughs> then you want him going down. I just The idea of theme parks opening, it's like this is the best time, and I've been taking advantage of it. I mean, we're going to do it tomorrow, but this is the best time to go on vacation, but go to nature. Don't go to man-made fucking uh, rides with Tarzan and Aladdin from the, in the Jungle Book. Like, go get a campsite. Yeah. Sit by a lake. But that's another soak in the rays. Another huge problem we're having. Like I said, I wanted to. We're going to Big Bear this weekend, but I wanted to go to uh, Sequoia initially. And um, national parks were supposed to open on the nineteenth, and they said we're going to like start a slow rolling of opening places up. But it's like, just open up all of them because now you instead of having like a hundred possible campsites within like you know five hours drive from here, now there's only three. And everybody goes on the internet. They find out what three those are. So now those three are massively overcrowded because everybody's going to those. Yeah, I'm curious to see what's going on because, like, whereas um, if you just open it up, like these, like Sequoia is crowded because it's you know whatever. But if you go to like uh, the national forest instead of the national park, you know, you're not near all the sites and there's no plaques on stuff. You're just in the forest, which is like just as awe-inspiring. But you can actually like dispersed camp up there, whereas. Yeah, it's very... The first sites they're going to open are just going to be like massively congregated next to like a, a pizza restaurant and a fucking gift shop. Where it's like, if you open all of them, they won't be all crowded and you're, you're mitigating the spread of this disease. But instead, you're opening three campsites and they're all overcrowded because they're the only three that are open because people just want to get out in the fucking nature. Especially people that, like I have been in years past, where I go camping like twice a month. And then now it's been four months and I can't get out at all. That would drive me fucking crazy. It's the same as like people who aren't allowed to go to the gym where it's like, you're just going to get sick of doing pushups in your living room, dude. You at a certain point, it becomes a mental health thing. Yeah. Well, that's where, that's where I am. It's for the mental health thing. Like I need to go camp because I can't fucking look, I can't watch Sopranos again. (laughs) (laughs) That fucking mid sentence scene going black. I've, I've run out of things to write about. I've run out of things to talk about. That's what's been bumming me out is running out of things to talk about. Like, even like I just saw my best friend who lives in Georgia. I haven't seen him in a year. And it's like, you know, I ran through, I, in, in 20 minutes, I pretty much went through everything that was going on in my life for the past six months just because of this. Yeah. And it's, it's the same thing we have with the podcast where you're trying to come up with topics, but it's like, even like writing jokes, like I can't do anything because there's no news. You know what I mean? Or, most of it is drawn from like personal experience or like just dealing with people walking around, you know, certain situations you find yourself in stepping out of your comfort zone. It's like, I can't step out of my fucking house, let alone my comfort zone. Yeah. It's like, okay, what went on in my life? Um, I had pizza delivered and, uh, <laughs> and it, it, it arrived on time and I tipped accordingly. You know, there's no story there. There's nothing. And as far as like the campsite thing in national parks in other States, national parks are open. And it's easy to social distance when you camp. 
You have 40 campsites. Open 20 of them. Wham, yeah. bam, everyone's six feet apart. We're good to go. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, there's, I don't know. There's just the, this weird, it's the same as like the people who make gun laws where they end up like making things illegal that actually make it easier to mass shoot. You know what I mean? Where they're like, uh, they're like, oh, you actually have to use this. And it actually is like beneficial to somebody who would like to do harm as opposed to somebody who, you know what I mean? The people are just not informed in what they're doing. So, like, you go on all these forums, the people who actually run, work and run national parks are like, this is fucking idiotic. We don't know why we're being mandated to do it this way. But it's coming down from the governor who's never been camping in his life. And he's just like, oh, you got to slowly open the national parks. It's like, give me one reason why that sounds like a good idea. And it's like, it's just for the press release. That's all it is. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. It's, and we're, yeah, we're outdoors. So, uh. Hey, Gavin Newsom, why don't you quit glamping and do the real thing, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'm, a, I'm, I've kind of put together all my gears, and we're going gl glamping a little bit. I mean, no, glamping is trailer or motorhome. Is it okay? Cool. So we're just we're just having a because I've usually like bushcraft or like backpack in stuff like that. Like if I'm car camping, I'll go minimal, but I've got a lot of shit, and I'm just bringing all of it. So yeah, if you're sleeping in a tent, it's camping, even if you bring. Even if you bring your flat screen TV and your Xbox, <laughs> it's yeah, once, I like I, I was giving my nieces a hard time and they're like four and seven, but they're like, we went camping. And then they showed me pictures of them. I'm like, no, you, you went in somebody's motor home. That's yeah. motor homing. <laughs> what up, motor homie? They, uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, I, d I did download a couple Netflix shows, but that's just to go to sleep too. You know? <laughs> Don't try to justify it. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's like I'm not going crazy. Like normally, I would just bring like a cook pot, and that does everything. You know what I mean? You can boil water, so you can heat up food. You can, you know, do whatever out of it. You can cold soak things. But it's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be at like a a car site, so I'm gonna bring a little kettle. I got a, I got a little kettle. That'll, that'll be nice. That's a luxury that I normally don't have. But yeah, I'm definitely not like chilling in a motorhome with like climate control. I'm not. I'm not watching no Netflix. I'm bringing some fucking. I'm bringing a book. I'm going to read some Thoreau. Oh, you're going deep with it. You're going to yeah. actually get into nature and mindset as well. Yep. I'm going to read about someone else's nature mindset. Because uh, the one thing about camping in California is it's like, yeah, I'm in a tent. Um, I'm peeing in the bushes, but I'm a quarter mile from a 7-Eleven. So. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I agree with you. But it's 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 like... It's like, yeah, we're going to go hang out in nature, but we do have an ice chest full of Gatorade and Squirt. So, yeah. <laughs> a little couple modern amenities. Um, should I do... Let's see. Oh, this is a good one. Hats off. Ding, ding, ding. Hats off to you, sir. So, you might have seen this one as well as making the rounds. Um, a man in Portland uh, stole a Toyota Land Cruiser, right? And he's driving around. This is a fresh call, so it's like a small area of downtown Portland. So, and, and a Land Cruiser is not necessarily. It might be up in that area. You know, who knows? I, you know, I didn't make note of it in the few times I've been there, but it might be like a, a Subaru Outback in Vermont. You know what I mean? There might be tons of them, but in my experience, there's not tons of Toyota Land Cruisers. So this guy stole a green Toyota Land Cruiser. It's just driving around fucking Portland. The cops spot him like within an hour. They're like, oh, there he is. 
And then when he spots the cops, he pieces out. So this is now a chase. And in the chase, he rams into a Buick Regal, which happens to also be stolen. <laughs> Whoa. So this, this dude in Breaking the Law actually carried out vigilante justice. And that's so why it's, it's like uh, it's like uh, they broke even. Yeah. So these cops, they're like, all right, best case scenario, we're going to stop this guy and we're going to be responsible for bringing the end of uh, missing vehicle. And lo and behold, they doubled their results and they got two stolen vehicles. But why it might be a gloves off partially to this gentleman. Well, first of all, he stole a car. Don't don't steal people's shit. That's not cool, man. Hey, man. That's not cool. <laughs> not cool, <laughs> man. You steal my stuff, dude. And also, like, I get it. Like, um, steal, like, you know, something reasonable, something you can fit in your pocket. But, like, stealing a car, dude, like, just the amount of trouble I go through every time I need a car to get a new car or, you know what I mean? It's like, I'd be upset. It was like, if, if you stole my car and I was like, I just got an oil change, man. Like, what the fuck? But... This other chick in the Buick Regal, this lady, she had had this car for three weeks. Three weeks ago, it was reported missing. So she was perfectly fine. She was on the lam, dude. She might as well have been fucking D.B. Cooper. She was just out there. Nobody knew who she was. Nobody knew this car was stolen. This yeah, that would be happened. like criminal karma then, right? She, yeah, she, they just said illegal, or she had possession of narcotics and under the influence of illegal drugs. Which I assume she was probably doing, you know, crack or meth or something. Speed. Um, stealing cars doesn't really strike me as like a heroin crime, but uh, more of an upper thing. You know what I'm saying, right? Uh, yeah, tweakers just, steal way more than junkies. Yeah, exactly. So she was, but she was just sitting like at a parking meter. She was just parked on the side of the road, and this dude just happened to hit her. So it makes me think maybe karma got her. Maybe she had done something. Um, Beyond stealing just the car. Yeah, who knows? She might have deserved this in like the universe's way of things. So instead of hitting literally any other car parked on that street, he just fucking T-boned her. And there were no injuries. Cops dragged everyone out. Um, which is hilarious. Of like, I was just thinking of he hits her, and then the cops are like investigating, like, ma'am, are you all right? Oh my god. And this and that. And like she's just like, Oh no, it's fine. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hit Starbucks. I'll be back. They just keep trying to like <laughs> sneakily escape because she knows her car stolen too. Like, because she's the victim in this scenario until the cops run her plates. <laughs> she's just like, oh, she's probably all high and mighty in the beginning. Like, yeah. how dare you re Do you know how much I paid for this car? Do you know the insurance <laughs> I. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's stolen. Never mind. Yeah, but <laughs> she's just slowly trying to like get away. Is it all right if I use the bathroom? No, I'll be right back. I'll be, I'll be right back. Um, so that's it. So I don't know if that's a hats or gloves, um, but I feel like it's perfect for this podcast. I guess the hats off to the universe for bringing out justice. Yeah, hats off to the situation. Hats off to it happening. But gloves off to all parties involved, except for our brave men in blue. Yep. <laughs> um, that's it. What do you got? I just got this. Really, is just a, more of a tip. I would say it's a hats off to Walmart. But uh, I just read one. They're hats doing a off. free virtual virtual summer camp uh the head counselor is neil patrick harris they're doing a bunch of activities blah 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 drew barrymore's involved lebron james involved but more importantly hats off to walmart 160 locations 
are going to be doing drive-in movies this summer at Walmart. Oh, so, I did see that. That's cool. Look up so, your local Walmart. They might be doing drive-ins because we could use it. I just I just found out yesterday that the Rose Bowl is doing drive-in, um, which is really cool, except every single showing is sold out already. So it's super, yeah. you know, it's super LA. We're like, if you don't know about it three days in advance, you're not getting tickets. But that's a that's a pretty boss move, Walmart, to do drive-in movies. I assume it's free. I'm not sure. It would be even cooler if it was free. And so many people already live in Walmart parking lots, you know, because that's like the one place where it's like, if you're traveling, you can sleep there overnight. Or if yeah. you're a tweaker homeless person, you can sleep there overnight. Yeah, you're just allowed to like, uh, you're allowed to stay overnight in their parking lot, which I think they're the only place that does that aside from like RV parks, which is fucking cool. Which is also like the thing where you want to like give them a hats off. But when you think hats about off it, to it's you, like, sir. It's the same reasoning behind everything that businesses do, where they just want your business. You know what I mean? So if you're traveling cross-country in your RV, they're like, oh, you can stay in our parking lot, which makes you more likely to re-up all your gear. You know what I mean? You need to get more groceries or whatever. You're going to come into the super center. Get your oil changed there, get new tires. Yeah, you're sitting in our park. I mean, especially if you're fucking, if you're uh, sitting in an RV for a day in a Walmart parking lot, you're going to go into Walmart just out of boredom. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I've done that. Um, well, that's their, that's like every person I know who's from a shitty small town, it's always like, yeah, we hung out at Sonic and we hung out at Walmart. Like, I mean, we met our friends there and just loitered for hours because we had nothing to do on a Friday night. Yeah, I would, when I was going to school in Oregon, the entire town was there was the school and a Walmart and the rest was like just shitty podunk Oregon logging town. And it was, uh, it, we were bored or like in between classes, you would literally just go walk around Walmart for like two hours. Yeah. So the moral of that story is, is don't go to school. Fucking nerds. Yeah, don't Somebody go, don't told me Something interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's off of Walmart. Good for yeah. them. Um, that's a wrap, boys. I'm on. We're, we're on vacation mode. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I do have a news item. <laughs> I was gonna say no need for a sound drop. But I really like that one. <laughs> this Justin, breaking news with Mitchell Phillips. So the Catholic Church, it was recently disclosed that have received 1.4 billion in relief coming from tax funds. Uh, they don't even pay taxes. Exactly. Exactly. Which You're first... allowed to not pay taxes and still be eligible to get people's tax money. Exactly. It's it's so goddamn frustrating. But here's the more upsetting part. I found no reason why they probably need this tax relief because you, you know there's uh what are they called tithings or you know people are donating constantly the catholic church is massively wealthy i mean the last pope i mean everybody praises this pope because he got rid of the gold throne it's like it took you until 2000 and what 14 to get rid of the gold throne you fucking psychos <laughs> but um so here's the here's i found a little um i'm not i'm not a money manager i don't you know I'm not a bookkeeper of any sorts. I'm actually pretty bad at math. But I, I think I found why they needed this $1.4 billion in tax relief. Um, since 1980, 
the Catholic Church has paid four billion in hush money to sexual assault victims. <laughs> That's it, huh? That's hey, it. Tell Padre to stop raping children, and maybe you'd you wouldn't need that one. You'd actually have three times as much money you just got in tax relief. Just God, four billion. That is so much money. You, Four billion. You realize that's like a Costco filled floor to ceiling with hundred dollar bills. Um, so they could actually let's see, what is that two point six? They could they could have spent two point six billion dollars on preventing pedophilia within the diocese of just America, just America. And they would end up at the same amount of money of $1.4 billion. What are yeah, you doing? Or they could have just paid a fraction of the amount. Maybe have like a, a supervisor who doesn't work with the church who just, if there's any chance a priest is going to be with children, that he like, you know, stands watch, get some prison guards in there just to observe. And if the priest gets close to a child, he separates them. Like, <laughs> Well, he, as we know, like Jeffrey Epstein, like, Prison guards also aren't very efficient. Well, you're not uh, at that prison. Not at that prison. We're looking uh, into it. There will be an investigation. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if this is, guys, this is now an issue. There's hundreds of thousands of allegations across the globe, across the globe, going back to the 1950s. And I think it's, they say the 1950s, multiple articles cited the 1950s. But I think that's just because that's when, like, men would start admitting it, <laughs> you know? Um, before that, people were like, ah, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, Yeah, they got their first confession in the 50s. Yeah, exactly. Well, this thing has been going on for a long fucking time. These Golden Throne folks were getting it on. It's been going on since Moses wore short pants, you know? So they're, in the United States, there's 17,000 churches, right? And I did all the math on this. I'm not going to break it all down. So out of every 100 churches... There's two confirmed diddlers. <laughs> that seems very well. And that's just what we know about, though. That's just the ones who have like have documented settlements. I'm willing to number, willing to bet it's at least triple that, at least. Because there's also people who just, always, you know, some nice good kids who keep their mouth shut. There's, you know, all types of situations. There's under the table payments. There's um, you know, just pe families keeping it quiet out of, you know, just embarrassment. Because that's a, another big thing of it is people don't want to be part of these make... When, like, a, a priest gets caught diddling, they reach out to everybody in the diocese and uh, we're like, hey, do you know anything about this? And then people jump onto the lawsuit. Like a class action lawsuit. It's like, did you take this drug in the last two years and grow man breasts? And yeah, then, once, you know. once the first brave person uh, fesses up and does, like, a tell-all article, then it allows other people to be like, oh, it's not just me. I'm going to fess up, too. Like, people are always like, why did it take the kids so long? Why didn't they just say it? And it's like, it took me, like, it took me years to uh, admit to my family I wanted to do stand-up comedy out of embarrassment. <laughs> out of embarrassment. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. I can't imagine what I would say if uh, fucking our archdiocese Larry was fucking me. Well, also, if you're raised in Catholic, like, it's not just like you're a Protestant or something. You believe that this guy is a mouthpiece for God, that this guy is is the in-between for you and the Holy Father, 
You know yeah, what I mean? He's, just, he's touched by God. You're touched by him. Shit he's ordained. Downhill. Well, also, like, you're, like, even when you're, when you're a kid, especially young enough to get touched by one of these fucking scumbags, like, you're looking at, like, your hero, who's your dad, worship these guys. You know what I mean? Like, there's a weird paradigm where, like, you're there at least once a week. You're kneeling. You're speaking a language you don't speak. You know what I mean? You just know the Latin verses. You don't know Latin. There's a bunch of weird shit where you're just like, oh, I'm just going to keep this quiet. Or even if you do tell your family, your family goes, we're going to keep this quiet together. Yeah, we either don't believe you or don't fucking tell anyone. You're never going to get, you know, you'll never hear the end of it. Yeah, so I'm willing to bet that at least, like, you know, I, and I think even six out of 100, which is triple the math of, like, official settlements, um, is six out of 100 is lowballing it. But, hey, Catholic Church, you got a fucking problem. Hey, fix it. Fucking... And I'm, it's not just Spotlight. It's not just Boston. I was When I was looking into this, it's literally – go to the um, – it's called the paraclete. So when um, when Catholic churches get caught, they go to what's called the paraclete, and it's like a name for the Holy Father or whatever. But it's just like – it's basically um, – there's two of them, I think, in the U.S., and it's where they send the priests to get rehabilitated. So when they get caught and they have to be moved – because, you know, the Catholic Church is famous for like when one of these guys gets in trouble, they just pay off the family and then move the guy. Yeah, they ship and him then, around. But before he arrives at his new destination, he has to go to the Paraclete, which is just essentially, um, he it's like rehab for for fucking baby touchers. So they have to basically like spe- stay there for like six weeks and go through like uh, you know classes and attend events and you know get counseling stuff like that. And then they're placed in their new respective city. But it's literally like places you don't even think of. You know what I mean? Because you would think like, oh, heavily Catholic population, like in the Northeast, you know, maybe in like Florida because there's a bunch of retirees, whatever. But it's like Omaha, um, fucking Falls River, Grand Rapids, like all these random, like literally coast to coast. These settlements are just like it looks like your computer has chicken pox. But anyway, if anyone's interested, just go to the if you want to have your mind blown. How insidious this stupid organization that just received $1.4 billion of your money that they they all – imagine playing poker for for 10 hours, sitting down with your buddies, and everybody's thrown into the pot, and it, you know one guy goes out, the next guy goes out. Now it's down out of like 10 people. It's just you and one other guy, and you're fighting over the pot. This guy goes all in, and then you – and then out of nowhere, before the hands are even shown, some other guy who has not been playing this whole time just comes in and takes the pot. It's ridiculous. And go to the Wikipedia article because it's mind-blowing. And that's just what we know about. That's just what's been disclosed to the public or in the court system. So a little distraction from the normal uh, dread of what we've been dealing with. We're all going to die from COVID anyway. uh, We might as well get touched by a priest. Yeah, at this point, I'll let anybody fucking touch me. Fucking! I'm gonna go to a, a Catholic church tonight and have him cough in my mouth. <laughs> uh, you like that, Father? I'm just show up in a diaper. That's it. I'm gonna do a sting. I'm gonna dress. I'm gonna have like a baby's bonnet with like a, a bib and a rattle, wearing like an adult diaper. Like, oh oh, I hope nobody wants to baptize me. <laughs> Google Gaga. I don't want baptized. <laughs> Google Gaga. Just just like a. Just show up to random churches dressed in a diaper with a bonnet and just film it. See what happens. <laughs> we just go missing. <laughs> they just fucking. We both actually are brutally raped. Ah, oh, son of a gun. All right, well that's it. That's all I've got. 
I ended on a gloomy note, but I forgot I had that one in the barrel. So I don't know. Fuck you guys. We'll be happier next week. We'll be more positive next week. Yeah, depends on the news. It might get sadder. But regardless, we look forward to. He- uh, I was gonna say hearing from you, but you hearing from us, I guess. Um, if you want, if well, we would like to hear from you. So go make sure you follow at Robot Spencer on Instagram at Mitchell Fill Up at Hogo Pod at Beam Jeremy. And um, dude, we're going on vacation. Yeah, writers retreat. Podcast right retreat. Oh, all right, I'm gonna respool my fishing rod. Um, that's it. Hogo Pod on Instagram. Uh, love you guys. Bye.